and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented Cat. That's C-A-T, playing it cool. Cat, what's up? Hey, how y'all doing? We'd be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. Stitcher's around to the end of the month, so do a switch. Mm. Our two uh, shout-outs are... One is London, Kentucky. London, Kentucky has uh, abundance of mountain bike and hiking trails there in the Daniel Boone National Forest. And it's like the second largest town in the United States that is named London. Our other town is Shelton, Connecticut. Shelton is has a cool motto. Um, its motto is vision to see, faith to believe, and court to do. Giving y'all a big round of applause. Oh, and I have one more shout out is um, for Kali Minogue, who is has a number one dance music track right now with Padam Badam, and she's a ripe age of 55. Kylie. Kylie, Miss Australian songstress herself. Right. Got an announcement to make myself. I quit drinking yesterday. Used to me. But today, I celebrate my comeback. Today, I'm having a Mai Tai. We turned the back porch into a tiki bar, and it's pretty awesome. Kat, what you got? Like a lot of people, vacation's just around the corner, and I've got a little cocktail called Holy Water, little blue cocktail rather delish gives gives you that idea you're gonna go to the mediterranean does it or... turn your tongue blue let me look nope nope no tongue blue that's a pretty awesome blue all right today we asked the question why are people throwing things at entertainers up on stage trying to do their show keep hearing story after story of morons throwing shit up on stage well, Harry Styles and Drake and Adele and Miranda and whoever is up there. And here comes something sailing out of the crowd. Well, I went back in history and that's, they've had other ruly crowds, but anyway, Bachner had a problem in 1861 with a opera he was doing. There was unruly crowds. So it's been, you know, classical can even have it. I think, like, the dirty rock dudes in the 70s and whatever, the chicks would throw their underwear or bras or something up there. I mean, nobody's going to get hurt with it. You might get a disease, but nobody's going to get hurt with that. But now we're throwing objects that can cause damage. I just, I, I don't understand it. You know, we've ruined, let's see, we've ruined television. We've ruined radio. We've ruined sports. We've ruined people driving normal. And now we can't go to a freaking concert because now we've ruined that. I mean, for some reason, they think it's cool to throw shit up there. Lately, the trend is to hit Drake in the head with your phone. Not too long ago, somebody threw a bag of their dead relatives' ashes up on the stage at a pink concert. 
I don't know how weird you can get. BB Rexa, I think she took a phone to the face. She, yeah, cut her eye. Uh, I know people get Kelsey Ballerini. She got popped in the face with a piece of jewelry. I mean, what the hell is going on? Alicia Keys' little eight year old is now sitting on the bench beside her during her concert to make sure nobody's messing with the mama. I don't, I don't get it. It's a very easy process, right? You, you buy a ticket to the show, you enter the venue, you sit down, you shut up, and you enjoy the music. But for some reason, here in the, the divided states of America, we've managed to ruin the, ruin the concert experience. Now, some of these entertainers, like Kat just mentioned, they've had enough of it. I like Adele's response to this dumb shit. She dared anyone in the audience to throw something at her. She was walking around with, um, it was a video clip of her walking around with the t-shirt launcher, mm-hmm. just walking around like she had a machine gun and go, come on, bring it. Okay. Throw, throw something up here. I dare, I dare you. I mean, but that's how pathetic it's gotten that a, a Grammy winning artist has to announce that the crowd that I will fuck you up if you throw something up here. But evidently that's where it's at. Now the, the phone thing is like an epidemic. I, I don't get Our the phone thing. said something about there was a trend where you throw a phone at them and they take a picture and they throw it back. How the, do you know they're going to throw it back at you? That's, that's what they're hoping. That they'll pick it up, do a little record, a little video clip, and then politely hand it back to you. But if you just got tagged upside the forehead with it, I don't think you're going to get that phone back. I hope it's one of them. How much are phones now? Them bitches ain't cheap. Are they to be tossing that thing around? Let me throw $1,000 up to this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a thing for the pandemic where the fourth wall, you feel like, oh, I've got to be with connection with that person. I've paid well, they, $300 for this seat. I've got to. They want to uh, blow up on social media. That's, that, that's pretty much the only reason they want to go viral. That's that's how shallow we've gotten. You know, the phone, it, it's also ruined the concert gig in the other way. Now, this is nothing new either. Uh, recently, Miranda Lambert, she stopped in the middle of a song and called out a group of ladies because they were standing up taking selfies, right? So... Like Miranda was in the background, right? And they were right. taking turns taking pictures of each other. And the song is uh, she was doing was called Tin Man, which it's kind of an emotional song for her. She kind of brings the whole show, you know, to a little quiet stage and does this song that she actually uh, wrote, I think, after uh, she and the ugliest man on the planet, Blake Shelton, after they broke up. So she got kind of pissed. You know, because they were ruining the whole moment. And, you know, these ladies taking selfies with Miranda in the background. Selfies! I I don't think it was just them that that caused her to blow up. The shit was going on during the whole show. Right. You know, these entertainers are looking out there, and people aren't paying attention to what the hell's going on on the stage. Everybody's holding the phone up, right? Taking pictures, hitting record. And what they don't realize is the people behind you 
are trying to watch the freaking show and everybody's there fucking There are other phony. people there besides you. Yeah, there, there's some artists that uh, they couldn't take it anymore. They banned the cell phones. Uh, Dylan. These are the big wigs, right? Beyonce. Um, I mean, Madonna, I John do... Mayer. They said, you can take your phone and stick it. You're not bringing it in here. Back, I don't blame them. Back in the 80s and 90s, I did rock photography with a camera, not a phone. And, you know, and I was like the only person really there doing it because I was the only one there with high speed film photographing. And it was usually for the artist or, you know, for, you know, a personal photo. You know, I I was kind of being paid to be there, not 50 million zillion people with a phone in the in the sky there. Do they still make cameras? Yes, they still make cameras. (laughs) And they, painful or not, they still make high-speed film. Here's Matter of fact, one of my pictures is with in, in the part of the Valentine collection. Here's one. Paramore. Paramore was at the yeah the Madison Square Garden. It was a couple months ago. So fans started showing up. I think the show was like on a Wednesday night. Uh-oh. Something's wrong. We got a fox in fox the backyard. Hunt. There's a fox going on. Snoop Dogg is all over. Get him, Raleigh. So Paramore's playing the garden. I think the show was like a Wednesday. Well, fans started lining up like Tuesday morning or whatever. Why? Because, you know, they want to get right up front. Now, I've, I've had this happen to me many times. I've never showed up for a show 24 hours ahead of time. But I'm talking about in smaller clubs. Like, I'm right up front, right? I got there when the door is open. I want to see this band. I'm right up there. I'm tall. If someone is shorter than me and they can't see, I'll move out. I'll let them over in front of me. I'm not a dick. But what pisses me off is you've been standing there. The band's already played, like, I don't know, two or three songs. And here comes this pack of assholes. I've seen it over and over again. You know what I'm talking about if you go to shows. Everybody's got their space. Everybody's got a beer, got a drink. We're enjoying the band. And here comes these three blockheads just charging right through the middle of the crowd. We're getting in just, there. And, and so Haley from Paramore, she saw this going on. And she called these pricks out and put them in their place. I thought it was freaking awesome. Well, Miranda had a good comeback for the the Instagram pictures, she started selling t-shirts that said, take a shot of tequila rather than your phone. Wow. How about that? Uh, Another story, country singer, Cody Johnson. He stopped his show the other night because two idiots were out there fighting. Now, one dude had put his girl up on his shoulders, which is, that's never a good idea. Never. Multiple reasons. Again, because the people behind you, what? They can't see shit, okay? Because you didn't hype her up on your... Come up there, sweetie. What a joke. So, Cody Johnson, he told these two idiots, he said, if anybody, if any women or children get hurt out there, I'm going to come down and handle it myself. (laughs) That's what I like. I don't know. You just keep hearing about it over and over again. People, get a freaking grip. Okay, you get paid, a life. paid your money, you're at the show, get a beer, 
and just stand there and, and take in the music. I mean, why are we screwing this up? I, I don't understand it. I mean, sometimes what you're going to cause is the show to stop. The performers it's, will stop, right, and oh, just yeah. walk the hell off and go, yeah. you know what, I'm out of here. And you've ruined it for not, you ruined for how many thousands of people? Right. And hopefully they start catching these assholes and cuffing them. That's what needs to happen. Anyway, it only takes, what, a couple losers, right, to ruin a whole show for everybody. I mean, people, like, they, they've been acting up at shows for years. It just seems now with throwing phones and shit, this thing's out of control. All right, let's roll right into wanting tough son of a, it's going to be a horse. Horsey. <laughs> Mayor. See, one tough son of a bitch is not limited to the humans. In this case, it's reckless. Reckless was a it's Sergeant Reckless Sergeant to you. Reckless. Stand yeah. at attention. Get, get that straight. Sergeant Reckless was a female horse. Uh, bought by the, I think it was the Marines, right, right in the K- Korean War. Korean War. Okay. It trained to be like a pack horse carrying supplies ammunition right to the troops but reckless this horse learned the supply routes and would deliver supplies without a handler didn't have anybody walking her she just oh i know how to get there and one one single day she made 51 trips to the front line during the korean war and let's give props to the marines in this unit who took care of reckless right during her service uh it was a gunnery sergeant joseph Latham, Mm -hmm. Private First Class Monroe Coleman, Lieutenant Bill Riley, and Sergeant Elmer Lively. Big props to these dudes. They were all involved in the success of this horse. Thank you, gentlemen, for your service also. Now, Reckless was so cool. The troops, they just let her roam around the camp, okay? And sometimes she'd happen into some brew. She had a few beers sometimes. Uh, one time she ate a handful of poker chips, just whatever she could find. It, it was cold. She would roll up in the tent and, and just crash right by the wood stove. I mean, this horse was freaking awesome. Got total personality. Um, next to Secretariat, right? One of the greatest horses that ever lived. Reckless. Look this horse up. The story's amazing. I'm sure there's movies and books about this horse. Awarded the Purple Heart. This horse got medals, okay? Purple Heart, Marine Corps Good Conduct Medal, and many more. And you know what? That makes reckless what? One tough, awesome horse. Pat, are we watching something? We're watching, and we're watching something we've been waiting for. Um, I watched a show that's on Prime called Good Omens. Um, I saw the... Previous first season, which was back in 2019, uh, it's a fantasy about a fussy angel, Azraphel, and a loose living demon, Crowley, teaming up together. At the first season, they were trying to save the Earth from Armageddon, which was really cool. The second season now, they have uh, the Archangel Gabriel has come back, and played by John Hamm, and arrives at the bookshop and has no clothes and no memory, and... Two favorite English actors that are in this are Michael Sheehan as Azraphel and David Tennant, famous from um, Doctor Who, playing Crowley. Anyway, it's it's pretty good so far. Um, it's 
was the first season was back in 2019 and I kind of couldn't remember exactly everything that happened. So I went back and rewatched it and so far it's really good. I mean, and, and what I like is it goes back, they'll put Crowley and Azrafield back in different parts of the Bible. Like the second season, they're a lot into the book of Job, everything that God did to Job and everything like that. And so far it's, it's pretty good. What's it on? It's on Prime. Prime time. Good omens. All right. Let's get right to the shot of the week. It's party time. Let's get this jank jumping. This week we chose a spotlight. Why is it called the spotlight? Sorry, it's the stoplight. Stoplight. <laughs> you know why it's called the stoplight? Because it's actually three shots. You've had too much tiki drinks already? I've had a couple shots, but now we're going to do the spotlight all right raleigh's back from chasing the fox good doggy get that joker out of here all right the stoplight one of the three shots are all mixed with vodka we have a great dog okay the spotlight again it's actually three shots of vodka one mixed with cranberry juice, one mixed with orange juice, and one mixed with lemon liqueur, yeah. which is, is Medora? Yes. All right. You get it? Okay, it's three shots. One's red, one's yellow, one's green, hence stoplight. And again, you're going to hear me repeat this on these shots of the week. Chill this stuff. Put a little cold on it. It goes down a little better. We hit it in the freezer for 10 minutes. All right. We got them here. You just take three shot glasses. How easy could it be? Fill each one with a shot of vodka. Then add a dash of cranberry juice to one, a dash of OJ to one, and a dash of Midori, the melon liqueur. Melon liqueur. Okay. The idea is to slam all three of these back in a row. Okay, just bam, bam, bam. Now, Cat's got them lined up. I'm game. Let's do it. Go for it. You're making me do this? Yep. Mm. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Bam. Cranberry's up my alley, though. Ugh. Oh, God, the melon one. Melon ones suck. Ugh. All right, there it is. Because it's mostly alcohol. Just for you, that orange juice tasted old. Um, I just bought it today. <laughs> All right, let's do it again. It's no. very, it's very easy to do. Is it, there a game involved? It in would this? definitely work in a party environment, right? The. Sp- Spotlight. Yikes. It's not the spotlight. It's the stoplight. Stoplight. We're going to come up with a spotlight. Maybe we should not do do the stoplight. It was okay. It's very easy to do. It looks pretty cool. Line them up. Do it at a party. Thank you, Kat. You're welcome. All right. I don't know why it took us so long. Because this is one of Kat's favorite bands ever on the planet. Band of the week. I know they're waiting for it over in England or wherever they're at. It's Depeche Mode. Or as a guy on Sirius says, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Formed in 1980 from, can't pronounce it, England. Bas- 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 Basildon. Basildon. 
they're over in England. That's where they came from. David Gahan. Gahan. Uh-huh. Andrew Martin Fletcher. Go- Martin, Martin Gore. Gore. Andrew Wider. And Vince Clark. Vince Clark, right. All right. If you didn't know, if you weren't around for you young bucks, Depeche Mode pretty much rule, ruled the mid to late 80s. Um, I'm also going to say I was not down with Depeche Mode. Until he met me. True. I, it was, <laughs> you know, I didn't see anybody playing any instruments. I'm not saying they couldn't, but it was, I was anti-drum machine back in the day. Well, when I heard something go, keyboards. I hated drum machine music. I turned on, you know, widen my horizons or whatever it's called, broaden them. But it was that synthesizers. I had nothing against the, the, the keyboards and the synth. I got into it, but I, I mean, it was basically a couple dudes up there pushing some keys and David jumping around singing. But as Kat mentioned, until I met her, it, they came out with this album called Violator. It was like 90, mm-hmm. 91. Right. right, when we met. I made I sat there and made you listen to the I, I'm gonna say album. that that is a great piece of music. It is the, if you never heard of Depeche Mode and you don't want to hear it, get Violator and just turn that thing up. It, it's it's pretty freaking awesome. And they've got I've changed my tune on Depeche Mode. They they do have a lot of good songs. Okay, just go on Amazon right now and get Violator and get it sent to the house and just let it play. Um, they've sold like over what a hundred million albums. Yes. Uh, that's a hundred milli. Okay. Now I remember when they showed Depeche Mode videos. Remember they were always like black and white and kind of. I kinda, loved every minute of it. It was it was they were cool. They were cool. They were cool videos, just because they were black and white, and. There was really no meaning or story to the no, video. They were lot of posing. But they've inspired how many bands? Oh, what God, the Killers, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Arcade Fire. There's a great Nine Inch Nails documentary, uh, Depeche Mode 101. It's where they took a bunch of kids and they're going across the um, United States, and the kids are in a bus and they're going to different concerts, and eventually they're going to end up the Rose Bowl. Which is the bit oh where, yeah yeah I remember, yeah and it, it, it was great it was it the was, kids it are was... following along on the bus and they're going to different concerts it's it's just a good I mean it's back from nineteen ninety one and I had it on VHS see I, I never I never <laughs> realized how big they were they are so they big. they were they were freaking huge over here over there everywhere they're still out there touring right now right now um. Andy Fletcher unfortunately died last year right. of the yeah. aortic dissection, which is like a ripping of your heart almost. Um, unfortunately, at the age of sixty, um, they're going tonight. They're in Krakow, Poland, playing. Um, the closest place they're going to be here is in DC. Uh, at, Verizon Center. Yeah, at the Verizon Center in Washington D.C., October twenty third. The they sell out wherever they go, and you know. There's a lot of, I'm sorry, I preach sometimes with him about dance music. He just hears the beat, 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 beat. But sometimes you have to actually listen to the words. Yes, their lyrics are good. I agree. I mean, even, you know, present day 
be, be, be EDM. You've got to actually listen to what the person's saying. It's not just a bunch of drum beats. I'm sorry. I just got off my soapbox. Depeche Mode have tons of good songs. Right. You need to explore their catalog. Check out Depeche Mode wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for hanging out on the Tiki Bar back porch today. We will see you all down the road. See ya.